0: Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute.
1: I'm Condra Boudreau from the
2: Amateur Nerds. And I am Jess Katz, and I have seen the world through the eyes of many characters in Almost Famous.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, welcome back, back, uh, Jess.
2: Thank you
0: you're, for having you're me. Just doing a great job so so, so far.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And Contra has been our co host. I appreciate her help here coming in.
1: Thank you for letting me back. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, so, this is uh, minute 51 uh, this week. Uh, and it starts with a possibly misconstrued I love you and ends <laughs> with the unveiling <laughs> of the first t shirt. <laughs>
2: This is a loaded minute. <laughs> a lot happening. Yeah. Poor Elaine. Yeah. Again, trying to trying to just get something nice out of her son. And these these girls, Penny and Beth, they still don't realize or care that he's on the phone. Still he's turned he he's been standing there with a phone to his ear he's turned around he's told them to hold on and they are still acting as though he's not on the phone at all <laughs> huh. so when he shouts i love you they they have no clue no clue they think that's for them it's <laughs> misconstrued good word
0: (laughs) and 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 so so i guess the big thing I, i would wonder about that though is that you know especially as like the way they look at each other after he says this right and it's it's that that is such a big thing i think in the uh male female relationship you know, upon it is, uh, upon upon first meeting, <laughs> for a guy ever to say <laughs> "I love you" to a woman, that is, you know, like a death nail in a relationship, right?
2: <laughs> Especially after she just told him that she's staying in yeah. his room. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and Penny's Penny's laugh. She does this yeah. two part laugh. And at first it's, it sounds like the tone of her laugh, like she's almost making fun of him. And then the second half is kind of like, oh, isn't that cute? You know, Mm -hmm. and then Beth has this major, major sass. She's almost like offended a little, you know, if you look at her face, she's like, excuse me, what? (laughs) And that's what finally gets them to walk away. Not that he basically said, hold on. (laughs) They're
1: not the center of attention, then it's very confusing to them.
0: (laughs) Mm. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Even in her little turn back, in Penny's little turn back after, she's like, is it about me? I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, still trying to keep up this. It's about me
2: they they're they're clearly talking about him you wonder what they're saying you know if it was more along mm-hmm. the lines of making fun of him or just treating him like a little boy that was so cute and they're so, something that i really noticed about this part even though it's just for two seconds these girls are really making themselves at home in in the backstage area of this arena they are Mm. walking with such confidence like it's their arena you know with their little caboodles and you know and then the look on william's face he just wants to be cool so bad and this misunderstanding is just gonna set him back (laughs) a few steps poor thing
0: um, there, there is the you know. I mean, what what's what spawns that you know? William saying "I love you" to his mother, really. Um, back to his mother, but uh, misconstrued by uh, Penny and Beth. Um, you know, Elaine, her saying, you know, I mean that 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 part right there is is um, extremely amazing. I mean, you know, the way she's saying that at that point, at the, it's, it's darn near the very first thing we get in this minute. You know. Yeah. I miss you and I love you. Just, you know, really strained and trying to, you know, say it loudly but not yell it, I think, is probably a big, big reason why it sounds the way it does. You know, right. You you, she, you never want to be yelling.
2: <laughs> kind like
0: words. Took, words took you a would
2: be. took a big breath, you know, like it yeah. it took so much out of her to to say that. Almost you know she had to like wind up to get that out. Mm-hmm. sad she she got nowhere at all in that combo did not go as planned.
1: I'm just thinking about it like she's an academic, and usually this cool reason, and even in like her earlier interactions with William when he's younger and stuff, it's always this intellectual level and her and emotions don't seem to go well together so i wonder if this is actually like incredibly overwhelming and emotions are are very tricky for her
2: right right even when anita eventually comes home when she hugs her there's mm-hmm. almost a little hesitation in the hug too it's a good hug oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm that's a good, good point. And she throws the phone. It's, it's just sad. It looks like looks like that phone stayed on the floor for a while. She she didn't move after that. And the un- the uncertainty—you don't know when you're going to hear from him again, especially because he missed the day. You know, the day before that had to be hard for her.
0: Yeah, and what 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 you know? What would this interaction then, you know, that would probably maybe cause him to maybe miss another day, right? <laughs> it might be a couple of days until he.
2: Because again, him. what what can she do? She doesn't even know where he is. That's horrible.
0: Well, if we're done with this scene, um, yeah. This so that's so the the song that uh, you know was causing part of the problems here at least, <laughs> playing as loud. As it was, uh, "Hour of Need," uh, Stillwater's song um, ends. Uh, any last, any, anything else anyone wants to say about that song? No, or that part of the scene. Um. So then we cut to uh, you know, it's another part of you know backstage, I, I guess, like you know, like a dressing room, essentially that they're in. Um, and before we actually get to. Well, William and Russell talking this is this is our last uh, deleted scene for for with you guys that we'll go over um, we, we, we missed it totally uh, last minute any any deleted scenes we didn't have any but um, so this is just a fairly inconsequential and uh, you know there's a few shots back and forth but the main the main little bit of dialogue here is you know and you see her in a little bit uh, penny ironing in the background while a lot of this mm-hmm. other stuff goes on um, So what it is, is that Russell is over there and with her and helping her iron. And he's kind of even giving her some instructions. (laughs) He's saying that way you don't get one of those little creases. Know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, all right. So this has to be straight here is, is what she says or what I forget if that's what she says or he's continuing on with the, the instruction, but so it's, it's interesting that um this instruction is going on you know and actually wait a second i'm sorry it's not wait a second it's not russell it's it's jeff that's doing this so that actually makes maybe a, a little less sense it's not the boyfriend so to speak but it's uh uh you know the the, the more i, I I kind of want to say it asshole of the of the, of the duo um, that that is being a little assholey in his instructions of how to iron.
2: The right. Why can't he iron the shirt himself? Yeah, you're standing right there giving instructions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that would fit perfectly with Jeff. I would actually be like a little confused with Russell because I feel like Russell wouldn't care. But Jeff definitely cares. <laughs> it's so tied
2: up in him. I can definitely tell you any rock and roll tour that I've ever been on, I've all but once been the only girl on tour. And ironing is definitely a skill that comes in handy when you're with a bunch of boys in a band. So it makes a lot of sense that Penny was just ironing and helping out with things that she might have just been a little better at than these these men that's how i see it but but because it's jeff like like conjure said you know it feels like he wants it done a certain way so why why not just take over why not instead of giving instructions and what is his tone like is it is it nasty Mm,
0: no i don't think so it's Mm. you know but but still it's it's you know for someone doing you a favor, you know. I mean, unless, right. unless, unless we don't, we don't know. You know, maybe she said to ask him. You know, how how can I do this better for you, Jeff?
2: Right. Right. You know,
0: but something in me doubts that.
2: <laughs> right. But uh, you yeah. know, it's a good, accurate um, shot of what it does look like in a dressing room when there's girls around. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Cameron Crowe is there, obviously, so he knows. Yeah, <laughs> he should know. Yeah. Um.
0: Yes, and so, like I said, there's besides that bit of dialogue, there's just these little cuts back and forth uh, between the various people in the room. Uh, uh, Silent Ed is definitely one sitting in a chair. Um, where where Larry and uh Beth are are sitting, what's behind them? Larry has a guitar in his you know in his hand and and there's even a shot kind of uh from the more to the side and they're at a piano actually
2: oh that's cool yeah are they playing
0: yeah i mean they're they're i mean it's not really noticeable any kind of music uh right coming from it but i mean they definitely have their you know you know are shown i mean just for the briefest of a second right with their hands on the keyboard you know there. That's cool. I mean, he's, he's got the guitar, so, I mean, he's he's kind of noodling around, and she's helping him a little bit maybe, I guess, seemingly. Right. Cool. Well, you know what, listeners? I know that free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Through the Pantheon Network and this show, Almost Famous Minute, at Adam and Eve, you get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just make sure you enter offer code AFMPOD at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And on top of all that, you also get six free spicy movies. Yeah, that's right, movies. I know you all like movies because you listen to this podcast about the movie Almost Famous. Finally, you also get free shipping. That's right. Can't do better than that. That's AFMPOD, AFMPOD, at AdamandEve.com. Just type in AFMPOD at checkout. It's all happening.
3: It's, it's all happening. happening.
0: Um, and, but then that's when, uh, you know, we have Russell uh, sitting down next to William and, you know, he's saying, fire away, I'm ready. And that's when we get the very professional, as 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 Russell puts it. When did you get so professional? Comeback line uh, to to William.
2: His questions are yeah. very good questions. They're aside from just being professional, they're really good, and it, especially coming from a kid, he he doesn't know he doesn't know how old William is, but obviously he's younger and. They, they are really good questions. I, I would actually mm-hmm. like to hear my favorite bands answer those questions. <laughs> and um, it's 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 so it, his um, Patrick Fugit's acting was just so good here because you can tell in this moment that he planned the first um, four the, the first three questions and then kind of threw in that mm-hmm. love thing. He's trying to dig a little for for some dirt yeah. on Russell and Penny it it's it's so sweet but 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 Russell doesn't know that that's you know what makes it even better and his face is is so good he just doesn't expect these questions from this this kid you know
1: the rapid fire nature of the question it's just got this eagerness to it that's it's really it, it does reveal his age in a very in a very sweet way though i think i i was very much like oh he's a, he's a small bean in this kind of he, he's just a precious child um and i I very much like saw myself and William in that I've done I did interviews at that age with like professionals and I was so overwhelmed and I'm like please just think I'm somewhat smart and like uh. do this thing so it's it's really cool to see someone like mm. do it with someone he really looks up to and it's not it's something he's passionate about and like realize that this energy that this actor is bringing in are all real things that people actually do experience when they're doing stuff like this and I thought he portrayed that very well.
2: Yeah, he and and then his smile when he gets the compliment from Russell,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you could tell he's downplaying his reaction a little. Mm -hmm. That little smile like, well, yeah, you know, it's it's so, so good that that interaction right there. Russell almost looked like he couldn't answer those questions like it was almost too deep for him. Did you guys get that feeling at all? I wonder if it's just overwhelming. Like, to get
1: four really kind of intense questions rapid-fired at you, it's like... R- right. I, my brain does not function on this level right now. <laughs> You're asking me too much.
2: <laughs> right, right.
0: Um, now, the, the those first two questions, I feel like that is maybe the strongest kind of uh, connection we can make, possibly. Um, I'll definitely look for others, um, to the other music 2000 film, High Fidelity. You know, Aww. because in that movie, you know, uh, John Cusack's character, Rob, you know, I mean, he definitely has this, it's definitely this kind of mopey <laughs> character that he plays throughout a lot of it. And, um, and, and he goes into, uh, uh, you know, uh, Songs and, and, and being, and being depressed and sad and miserable and what have you. And, and questions that he asks, he asks, he, he breaks the fourth wall with. Right. Um, So I, you know, and that's, that's definitely something I, I look forward to maybe doing not minute by minute, but a little something special, maybe at the end of the movie.
2: (laughs) Right. A little,
0: a little more uh, discussion, uh, introspection into that, that movie
2: sure i don't know that one that well i've seen it a couple times and liked it every time
0: i, I feel like i actually knew that that movie a little bit better at the time and i knew i, I at the, with both of these movies coming out in 2000 that's the year i just like you right now Condra, graduating from college and um that's when i graduated from college it was 2000 and you know, so I had kind of s- some other stuff going on, but I certainly was aware of both these movies when it came out. Don't think I saw either one right away, but, um, but got around to them. And, and then I even ended up the next year. I even ended up, uh, before I got where I am now, uh, the company I'm, I'm with now, I was at a bookstore even. So it, it was around that time, uh, because high fidelity was based on a book versus this, mm-hmm. not being based on, you know, based on a life. Um, uh, Uh, So I I definitely read High Fidelity back then and and was actually a little bit more into High Fidelity um, for a little bit uh, until I really kind of realized uh, almost the the greatness of of this movie.
2: Oh. That was a big year for for your movies. (laughs) Yeah, and and there's
0: even a couple more just on on either side of the year as well, like with uh, School of Rock and and, uh, Eight Mile.
2: Oh. So good. And I mean School of Rock, look what became of it. Actual schools of rock.
1: Like that musical was really fun too.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was um, it original songs or yeah?
1: They... Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah. Oh um, wow. So, so, um and the last half hour, forty five minutes is just a straight up rock and roll show. It was, oh, that's it was awesome. awesome Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um speaking of musicals, um going back to the last minute, but uh, yeah but no it's funny how the the rock movies they cut co- they come out in bunches every so often you'll hmm. get a lot huh and then they'll kind of fade again and then they'll come back
0: yeah the bi- the biopics lately with uh, Queen and Elton yeah. John
1: yeah and yesterday was in that same yeah. bracket too, sure. but it was less biopic but um yeah. Queen and Elton John coming out at basically within six months of each other.
2: And Molly crew. Hmm. You know, that's funny. Now I'm thinking about it. My favorite musical came out in 2001 on a, a movie head Big in the angry inch. That's funny. Hmm. <laughs> so another, uh, another little background thing, I guess that I, I, Caught was that before um, Dick comes in with the T-shirts, um, Russell they they do the far shot and Russell pushes the microphone away oh, yeah. uh-huh. from William. So, like, why why did he do that?
0: <laughs> that's that's in his nature. That's what he's always doing throughout this whole movie.
2: <laughs> like, did did the questions scare him? Yeah, what, right. He went, you yeah. know. Like Conjure said, was he just overwhelmed or could he not answer them? Or why Why did he push that microphone away? And wow. you feel so bad for William because he finally was going to get his interview. And then, again, it's it's not happening. It's not all happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we made the almost famous joke a couple times at least so far. <laughs> but now we finally got a, <laughs> it's not all happening joke. That's great. Yay. Yeah, it's a great catch. Yeah, I did not notice that. I I I, see it here.
1: Yeah, I noticed it too when I was watching through in prep for this, and I was like, hmm, what's that all about? But um, the other thing, that background thing that caught me was um, Beth has an incense just burning behind her ear.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm
1: like, that seems dangerous, just a little (laughs) bit.
2: It was the 70s. (laughs) Probably a lot of that. (laughs) but. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, uh, yeah. Dick drops the box of T-shirts, uh, and he says it's their first T-shirts. <laughs> so, how weird is that today, especially? I mean, I don't know if that really it. You know, for for a band that's out on the road and, you know, it's, it's like their third album is coming out. You know, either just or you know will be soon. I I believe I forget, I forget exactly right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, today, I mean, you know, we all have our own t-shirts. We we can all make our own t-shirts at will. And, and I have for the show. <laughs> so go make sure you go to com slash user slash lucky mustard to find the almost famous t-shirts.
2: I definitely don't think it was as big of a thing back then. It, you know, yeah. it, I think it, having a t-shirt was <laughs> definitely a, a bigger deal. Definitely. It was always more about the music and um it i guess it, it it would make sense to to have their first t-shirt so far in yeah you know mm. it's exciting getting your first do you, do you guys have the shirt the actual t-shirt the stillwater shirt
0: I I do not have anything like this yet, so maybe at the time of this being released, I'll have something similar um, up. But um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, and I, I, I know I've seen them out there to get you know a, a more authentic looking than I would than I would produce. You know, I would I'd love to slap my little logo on on
2: on, on that'd be awesome
0: too. But yeah,
2: that'd be so,
0: so cool. So do you have? So do you have?
2: I do. You're I was going to say we should all oh, cool. superimpose ourselves in a picture yeah. in our Stillwater shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very thoughtful gift a couple a couple of years back when I got. Yeah. That yeah, that was. Cool. So, it's the, the, this moment with William is, it's another kind of disappointing moment um, for him because he turns the microphone off and he knows that the shirts are more important than the interview. And there's like this little mm-hmm. bit of frustration
1: yeah.
2: hits that button, you know, it's like, Oh, again, but this is more important. But that, that really stinks for him because of how hard he's been trying to just get this interview.
1: Well, I think there's a little frustration and then it's like, oh, I'm a fan again. I, I, he, I think he kind of turns the switch into being like, okay. I can just be excited to get the ins on a band I like and see their merch before other people.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll find out in minute 52, of course, what he does. (laughs) Not saying. Or maybe 53, I don't know. It's it's a good moment when he takes the shirt out. It's like everyone kind of stops what they're doing, and that's just such a nice moment. Everyone, the band, the crew, the band-aids... You know, just gathering around to to see this shirt. it's a pretty nice moment, and obviously, all of them don't a hundred percent get along, so to be brought together just for this moment <laughs> was nice,
0: but then it all gets taken away,
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> which which I mean we don't we don't have that true for this minute that true feeling yet. Right. you know because all we get is dick holding the you know the the t-shirt that most of the people can see at that point you know hopefully everyone can see it's in the band they all you know it's like they came around so that way they could see it at the same time
2: right essentially um it's so crazy that the minute cuts right there when they hold the shirt up Mm -hmm. that exact second that's awesome
0: the minute gods shine down upon us, <laughs> well, sometimes yes. and other times poorly. You know, especially for hev- heavily jokey uh, movies by minute shows like uh, Airplane Minute or Young Frankenstein, and and uh, you know sometimes you know punchlines are cut off and
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> per- right, perfectly,
0: but imperfectly, imperfectly because it's awful. Would right. be so much better if you actually get full jokes within within the cut minutes.
1: Fantastic Mr. Fox, we had one of our most famous lines cut in half and I was like,
2: no. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. But it's that always, it's a nice feeling of satisfaction when it actually works out and you're like, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder how many of these T-shirts had – how yeah. many did they order
1: <laughs> mm.
2: with this bad image? It's it's not like today where, where that's a much easier fix and there's so many different merch companies. But how many of these shirts had to be sent back and redone? We obviously only see the one box, but that was another just – Thing that's not really relevant but you kind of think about it those little details yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the, the number of shirts in that box i mean 100 i don't know <laughs> but you know you know what in all the different sizes you know i mean who knows? yeah it's crazy so um this time let's uh uh, here, just uh, more, you know. Since, since it's been a little while, um, Condra, um, remind us of, uh, you know, when when you saw it. Just just give us a little bit of that story again, if you would. Oh gosh, I'm trying yep, to remember.
1: Um, yeah, no, sure. Uh, so definitely would have been a bit older. My parents were a little more cautious on what they showed us. Um, my first distinct memory of seeing this is the airplane. Sequence. I, that yeah. might have been. I very rarely will sit and watch a full movie, so that was probably. I watched that bit, and then probably went back to it again later, and actually watched more of it. Um, Nature of the Beast in my house with can't can't have the time to watch a full movie, but uh, that 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 airplane that when they think they're all gonna die yeah. is probably one of my <laughs> favorite scenes in any movie, and even. re-watching it for today kind of thing it was just like when is it gonna be like I was just waiting for it not that I wasn't enjoying the rest of it but it was just one of those like somewhere in the back of my brain I was like I'm gonna get to see one of like my favorite scenes and the fact that this movie has so much going on and the characters are all really well developed and they all have a purpose like for the most part or they're they're they have a meaning to the story overall. I just... I'm gaining more appreciation from it the more I'm like getting involved yeah. with it, like <laughs> seeing it more, that kind of stuff. Right. Just because it was not on my radar for a while because it wasn't something that would have... I, I didn't grow mm. up with it in the same way because it is an R film and um, I probably didn't see it until late middle school. Um, So that had been like two th- late 2000s. So um, it was kind of not that it faded from pop culture awareness, but it gained it seemed to have gained like a cult yeah. classic mm-hmm. status fairly quickly that that's where I would have encountered it. Not so much like, oh, this really great film with these kind of actors and that kind of that that mindset it was more oh here's a good cult film
2: right Hmm.
1: being of a younger age
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um so uh just just to make sure um jess uh is there is there uh places online you'd want anyone to, to, to find you or you don't, you don't want anyone, anyone finding yeah. you. If you want to if, give out any kind of information like that, that's you're welcome. To if
2: anyone wants to say hello, yeah. my Instagram handle is led Jesslin. That, that's led Zeppelin, but replace the Zep <laughs> with a Jess. Um, I basically just, I post a lot about my favorite bands and favorite artists and um, lots of music clips just try and turn people on good music but if anyone wants to say hi feel free yeah that's
0: it <laughs> okay and and uh uh conjure would you like to give out like some some uh ways that people can find you on on the social sure. networks and so forth
1: sure people can find me on the internet at amateur nerds on twitter I'm not anywhere else other than Twitter. Um and then the podcast can be found on all your normal podcatchers. Uh if you look up Amateur Nerds, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, Wildcat Minute, Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog, The Evil Podcast of Evil, which we which is what we actually called it. Can find us on all of the internet things. So
2: That's a great name
1: the evil podcast of evil
2: that's just fantastic
1: it was that was a very proud moment that my brother and i had when we were like yes
2: i love it great job
1: thank you
0: (laughs) yeah everyone should definitely go check all that stuff out um and so for the show itself uh just uh i'll give out uh, the twitter and instagram again at almost famous men Um, and, uh, just also make sure you check out, uh, pantheonpodcast.com for a lot of other great rock and roll podcast, uh, shows. Um, so this has been minute 51. I really appreciate both, uh, Jess as guest and, and Conjure as co-host, uh, for being on. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: You've done great jobs. And, uh, hopefully hopefully we get to hear some more more from each of you maybe further down the line
2: sure can't wait
0: um, yeah.
2: i'll be back i think in the 90s i think yeah
0: or? right i think you did uh ask for yeah hope to, hope to make that work out
2: yes can't wait
0: um so this has been minute 51 we'll be back next week with 52 and until then it's all happening
2: it's all, it's all happening, happening.
3: I AM A GOLDEN GOD!